Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. Big Jim and Goody are here as usual and we'll check in with not one, but two of the Leinster side that were victorious over the Scarlets at the weekend. Come on the Irish! Uh, but thank you very much first to Rugby Pass for their help with the pod. You can watch the show on rugbypass.com and a massive thank you to Guinness as well for their help with the live shows. We've had our two um, final live pods for the season um, confirmed coming up in May. Uh, they're going to be big with some great uh, guests lined up as well so stay tuned for that and uh, make sure you get your mates, your teammates maybe your first date, maybe don't, your mum. No, 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 not first date. First, not don't first bring date. your mum or your first date. Like, yeah, that's right. Because the, the first date, when he takes his top yeah. off, they'll be like that, and the mums will be offended. Goody's <laughs> got big hair, and that bloke up there's got bigger boobs than me. <laughs> the first live show is on the 23rd of May at the Cabbage Patch in Twickenham, and the second is at O'Neill's in Soho, one of your favourite spots. It's not, it is my spot, but yeah. Okay, it's on the 24th of May. Tickets. Well, we're going back to back. Yeah. Peel back. They're back. They're back. <laughs> Tickets are available on eventbrite.co.uk uh, and there'll be a free pint for everyone on the night as well. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. All right. Free crazy. pints. Jim will take his top off. It's oh. embarrassing. Will you ever take your top off or not? No. Why? I am a father. Yeah, I know, but mate, you've paid 28 grand to get your hair done, so. Jim, I don't want to embarrass my kids like you embarrass your kids. I like my kids. I love my kids. Do you love yours? Well, mate, had a weekend away with them. I don't. Let's not talk about it. I had an idea. So did a uh, do at Farnborough. Uh, great club, by the way. You did yeah, very good. Yeah. So did that. Did, and Let's it. talk about that, actually. So you did a lunch at Farnborough Rugby Club. Yeah. Um, Jim this year is following me around everything I did last year. I'm a man of many hats. Mm. That's why they I just, do it. They just say to me, Goody, last year you were really good. Do you want? Do you know no, anyone no, else? We want to go. We want to go one better. That's what they say. Can we go Jim, one well, better this like, year? Jim's got four kids. He needs the cash. Get on with it. You're welcome. A man of many hats. That's all I'm saying. No, just what is with that hat? What hat? The hat you're wearing. Hold on. Have you shaved your head? No. Oh, episode 16, you said if Saracens don't win the Champions Cup, you're going to shave your head. I just thought, because you've got a cap on. It's a Wolfpack cap. So it's about the summer's out. So summer's coming. And obviously, I'm like I'm like a gorilla. Like in the Hairy. summer. No, I come out in the summer. Like, that's what they do. You know, when the sun comes out, the gorillas come out. <laughs> do and that's they? what I'm doing, yeah. What? I've generally never heard of I'm that. a gorilla. No, not I've generally never heard. When the sun comes out, the gorillas come out. Oh, okay. did you just make that up? No, that's is that, what it is. <laughs> and well, we they and come it, out of where? Out of the bush or what? Come well, down from the trees? Wherever, or, wherever they are, out of his bush. You won't <laughs> see the bush on him. Where, wherever the gorillas are. Well, anyway, I'm out. Um, I was at Wolfpack today. We've got an event on Friday night. Funny you bring that up. I'm going to talk about it on here because I can. So we are scientists. They're a rock and roll band. Basically, if I had brothers, they'd be my brothers because they're in a rock and roll band. So they're going to be at the bar anyway, but about five half five. They're coming out, and we're going to be live streaming it on Facebook. So yeah, there's, so you, there's a bit of a... What do you call it when you... Plug. A plug. There we go. Mm. You know about plugs, don't you? Oh, wow. <laughs> Hair plug! So <laughs> so I've just given a plug there for Wolfpack. I thought you were talking about your butt plug. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that's why you got the Wolfpack cap on. Well, no, because the summer's out, mate. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm like, this is where I come into my own. Did you guys have days. fun at the live show? Tom Vandell. <laughs> no. How loose was Tom Vandell? Like, there's a level of looseness, right? And there's a level of decor. Decor? I would say. Decor. <laughs> Decorum, you mean? Oh, okay. What, I mean, the decor was beautiful at, uh, where we were. In okay, what, what, whatever hey, it's it was. a good job my mum was a good math teacher to you because your English teacher was fucking terrible. Mate, hell of a woman, Miss Good. <laughs> Thank you. Hell Thank of a woman. Much, Tell her I was asking for her. Hi, mum. Hey, mum. Carry on. Tom, um, Got Mate, how loose, Goody? <sighs> we can't even say what we on this pod. It was that loose as I was dying in my seat. <laughs> loose as a goose, mate. Um, he put us to shame, really. So I think if he told his stories and he set his own live shows up, 
a riot team would come in and they'd arrest him. <laughs> Chris Meyer, hung, he hung you out to dry, Chris, if you're listening. Oh, dear. Oh. Let's get into the rugby, shall we? One place to start, Leinster. Oh, good. Mate, do you know, it was a complete performance, wasn't it? And, you know, you, you're you're a bit bitter these days because obviously Corbs came on the show and, and really analysed deeply different performances and different ways of playing. Um, over to you, Jim. Yeah, you watched the game. But I did watch it because I, te- I texted like, you out for the code. Uh, have you got a Sky? <laughs> have you got a Sky login? I need a Sky login because I'm too cheap to pay for it myself. Matt, I didn't have TV. Oh, that so was the issue. I didn't have. Why? Well, because I was away on holiday with the family. Oh, okay. An absolute nightmare. Let's not talk about the family holiday. You love your spending time Matt, with I d- your family. I do. You love- Tell us about the family holiday. What happened? So, I, I, well, I was talking about it. I went to Farnborough, did a dinner yeah. there. thought, oh, well, lunch there. I thought, I oh, know what, I'll bring the family down to the new forest. Got a new family wagon. Wife's driving down with the four kids. One of them projectile vomits over the brand new Volkswagen Caravelle, which are very expensive. It's bulletproof, so it's about 70 grand. And <laughs> they've picked me up in Winchester. I've had about 10 pints, so I'm absolutely steaming. Open up the electric door, and there is screaming, there is spew, <laughs> there is the smell of turd, and I am like... <laughs> I literally said to my wife, I was like, well, that's a good welcoming. And she looked at me, with the eyeballs popping out of my head. <laughs> and she said, oh, you had a good day? I said, I've been working. I've had 10 pints. I was absolutely <laughs> slippered. And I moaned the whole way down. So, And then it got better and better, didn't it, by the sounds of it? We got better and better. Mate, it was, yeah. It's one of them things, right? You know, like social media. So you post videos or whatever, and it's generally... People only post the good stuff. And I posted, and people are like, oh, loving life. Literally, it couldn't have been... The, it, it was the complete opposite. I was absolutely hating life. How come Goody doesn't have these problems with his family? Yeah. What do you mean? He's I, always, I spent, he's I spent going, a weekend with a family, twins, perfectly behaved. Well, you've not got four kids. I've got three. Well, you got, yeah, you've got three nannies as well, Goody. Wow. This is the thing. This is the difference. You say you you're earning millions, fucking have a nanny. Well, we're going to now. That's what we're going to do. Man, I didn't know I was going to be earning a million this year. <laughs> do you know what I mean? How was I meant to know? How uncouth he is, isn't he? we better talk about the rugby. Okay. Give us some analysis, Corpse. Matt, I thought, like Goody said, it was a complete game. I didn't think Scarlet's turned up. I thought that Scarlet's looked flat. I thought they were going to turn up with a real edge I know Leinster didn't let them play I thought defensively Leinster were outstanding but all facets of the game their attacks are unreal that inside ball that they do just catches out that inside defender doesn't it quite a simple play I wonder mm. if Lancaster's brought that in it might have been Leo Cullen but yeah Leinster from start to finish Scarlet's Scar- weren't even in the game no, it wasn't, it, even, it wasn't even a contest at all and I can't see Leinster not winning it yeah just the intensity and the frosty that everything they did both sides of the ball so defence and attack the little footwork of the of the front rowers when they've got the ball, they're all handling, and they can all put that ball out the back, they can all play the little short ball at the line. Just the skill level of the whole team, pretty yeah. much. Their ability um, to carry, and like this is the thing that you you don't see across the board, you are seeing it more and more, but Goody mentioned obviously the front row. Bartona, the second row in the back row. How good was he? Mate, a good player. But James Ryan is... He ain't lost a game. 20 from 20, isn't it? Yeah. Well, 20 professional rugby games, 20 wins. The new Maratoji. Well, you're hoping that he goes all the way then, don't you? And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Leinster fan, but he, mate, he's a different class. Yeah. The offload, his ability to get his hands free for that try. It was all him. It was all him. Vardy, man of the match. Who? Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Vardy. <laughs> Scott Vardy. Yeah, well, bloody hell, I know, mate. Jamie Vardy's having a party, mate. Do you not get it? Oh, no, dear. football? No. Well, well done, Jim. Yeah. Disappointing with Scarlets, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I, th- I think, you know, sometimes you look at a team that have perceivably underperformed and you have to say, actually, a lot of it was about Leinster in their frosty in defence, their shutting down the breakdown. Levy, how good's he? Who? Levy. 
He's, he's amazing. Yeah, Sean O'Brien wasn't even playing. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at that back row. Geordie Murphy, friend of the show, off to Ulster. He he's been a revelation. Yeah, he was huge. I mean, do you reckon he's sat there now thinking, Jamie Heaslip's retired. I've signed for Ulster. Played in the semi-final. I think he started the quarter-final as well, did he? Yeah. He's came on for Ireland in that England game. It was yeah. class. And I'm going to Ulster and they haven't got a coach. Yeah. They're in a tough place as a, as a team, both on and off the field. And... As he sat there now thinking, can I, can I just stay at Leinster, please? I understand why. And we had him on the show, didn't we? They've got... Who else is injured? So, Shawnee O'Brien didn't play. Van der Fleer. And who was the other back row that didn't play because he's injured? Oh, and Reese Ruddock. You know, there's three back rows, quality international back rows there as well that are out injured. So, you, you get why he's moved. But he you know, he played really well as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Fardy was outstanding. He got man of the match, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't think Scarlets were allowed to do anything. Uh, they were put under pressure. The line speed that they'll come with on top of... The ferocity at the breakdown just meant they couldn't play fast and loose as they liked to. Um, and you've got to credit not only the players, but the staff, the coaching staff at Leinster, because they are that team looks so well drilled. And they have got a decent kicking game, obviously, to put pressure on opposition. Then you've got the different way you know, they can attack from their own 22. They scored, the try they scored against Saracens was from deep in their own 22, wasn't it? Um, in the quarterfinal. So then you look at how they attack, and you, they haven't got someone that you go, like a Billy Vunapola or a monster ball carrier. It's all about the little intricacies around getting over the gain line, getting one, two, three metres past the gain line, which little bit of footwork, little bit of getting your arms free and offloading, like Jim spoke about, great analysis, Jim. Well, thank you. Just gets you those two, three, four yards where you don't need a big Hollywood ball carry from someone to bust through 20 metres and then score off that. They're so systematic in how they play and so comfortable on the ball, whoever it is. It's, you know, it's complete rugby. I mean, we, we can go uh, to someone that was slightly closer to the action than any of us. Uh, we're now joined by Leinster Scrum Half, Jameson Gibson-Park. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, not a bother, guys. Thanks for having me. Do you think that's the best performance that you've been part of since you joined Leinster? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. I think it's uh, certainly the best team performance that I've had the pleasure of being a part of. It's a pretty special day and we look forward to, to the big one, obviously. And obviously there's there's a few foreigners there, isn't there? There's a two-foreigner rule, isn't there, in playing for Leinster? So obviously at the weekend yourself and um, Fardy played and, and then obviously James Lowe was, wasn't involved. Um, have you Are you just giving him a nudge and said, mate, that's you for the final as well? You're not playing as well now already? <laughs> yeah, we have a bit of a laugh about it, but uh, no, in all seriousness, it has been kind of frustrating for, for the three of us to be left out on something that doesn't have much to do with footy. You know? um, yeah, the two that are out there just have, have to do the best, I suppose, for all the team and um, we're happy that it worked out on the weekend. And obviously you've played around the world and worked under some good coaches, all the talks about Lancaster and Leo Cullen, but is Leo the ugliest coach you've ever played for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have played with Leo as well. We're mates with Leo, so you yeah, can go so loose, you, so you can, can say, say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a yes. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That means yeah, yeah. Uh, but what's their partnership like? How do they get on? Because obviously Stuart Lancaster after the World Cup fallout, he went under the radar to Leinster. There was huge question marks over his ability of a coach. Um, you having worked with him day in, day out, how do you find him? Um, I think Stuart's without a doubt been the, the best coach I've, I've had. Um, and I'm in my sixth Six year of professional rugby now, yeah, he's without a doubt the best player I've had. That's a big shout. He's, he's better than Boydie. Yeah. I, I was coached by Boydie at the Sharks many, many moons ago, and I thought he was really good. And obviously, when you, yeah, you yeah. played the Canes under him as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it's a little bit different in, in uh, the fact that I was kind of coming off the bench, and um, like there's TJ Perinari here to me, who, you know, he's uh, Wellington's favourite son, so never heard of him. He was mate. kind of the, never the, heard of the big him. deal, you know. <laughs> but uh, with Stuart, I think like he's 
so good at improving the the whole squad. You know, these guys that probably weren't playing on the weekend, but he's he's always trying to help them. Um, he's very very uh, drives a very high standard of training. So yeah, and he tries to connect a bit more on a personal level. I think, which is which is massive for some guys. Um, you know, when the coach is paying you a bit more attention, you tend to, to tend to listen more. So, and what, what's um, his what, what's Lanny's actual remit in terms of the area that he's coaching? Is it the whole team? Is he the forwards? Is he is he upskilling players? You know, what what is his actual remit? Um, pretty much everything really he takes out. Aside from um, set piece attack, he's all over the attack and then the defense as well. So. Um, Pretty much the whole shebang, really. Well, I saw him outside Crystal a couple of weeks ago and kind of told him, obviously, they've got to start raising, you boys have got to start raising the levels, obviously, to beat Saracens and Scarlet. So he's obviously taken that in. Um, <laughs> but there are rumours, obviously, about this Tuesday session that you do called Stewsday. You get it? Stewsday, Goody? You under, yeah, you see yeah. what you've done there? Uh, talk to us, give us a bit of insight into that in, in terms of what it entails. Is it a, a fun session, more difficult? What's the crack? Um, yeah, it is pretty difficult. Certainly when, when Stu first showed up, uh, it kind of blew the boys away a little bit because we weren't really used to that intensity in training. Um, but I think by by this stage, you know, he's been there, what, 80 months or so now, it's kind of just become the normal thing. And um, I suppose you kind of see it on the pitch, the, how fit the guys are and how comfortable we are in chaos, I suppose. So, yeah, it's pretty much that's, that's what he likes. He likes it to be uncomfortable for us. So come game time, we're, we're ready to go, you know, so... Looking back at a few of your uh, previous years, playing with Bowden Barrett at 10, very similar to myself in my heyday. Um, now you're playing with Johnny Sexton. Um, you know, just compare the two, you know, obviously very different players, but uh, in reality, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's better, Bowden Barrett, Andy Goode, or Johnny Sexton? Simples. <laughs> uh, Goody, you'd be right up there, man. Oh, what a legend. Yeah, he's drunk. He's, uh, I can't believe you've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, as you say, they're completely different players. Bodie's probably more of a game breaker. He's just a bit of a freak in terms of his pace and his ability to create things uh, Johnny obviously with his kicking game and he's constantly taking the ball to the line but I think Johnny's will to win is what sets him apart you know he's a very competitive guy and um, he you know along with the other leaders in the group drive a very high standard in training and you kind of have to step up to that level otherwise you'll just fall away so I think that's certainly what sets Johnny apart anyway Mate and last question uh, you've obviously been in Ireland a couple of years now have you got any ambitions for playing for Ireland obviously the World Cup's coming close you're playing in a successful team you're under the lights what are your thoughts on that? Yeah it's a question I kind of get asked a lot but uh, in all honesty I haven't given it that much thought you know it's still 16 or 17 months away before I qualify so um, at the minute I'm just you know, firmly focused on on uh, trying to help Linz to win. You know, so yeah, that's the politically yeah, correct so, answer. But yeah, I'll see you at the World Cup in 2019. <laughs> Jim and Jim and I will be out there with rugby pass. Happy days. Just quickly, Jameson. Um, I mean, you, you've won the Super Rugby title with the Hurricanes. Oh, oh let it go, come Andy. on! I just I just want to ask you, like, what? How would this compare winning the Champions uh, Cup, and um, and how does the sort of quality differ? Well, there's tackling involved to win this Champions <laughs> Cup, Andy. <laughs> go on, Jameson. Sorry, mate. No, no worries. You're probably right. Uh, looking back at Super Rugby now, that's pretty loose. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, geez, it's it's a tough one. But uh, I think certainly the defence, certainly of Leinster anyway, we put a much more of an emphasis on it as opposed to the teams that have been on in the past. Um, you probably see that in the way that Super Rugby teams attack it. It's uh, it's very loose. So that's probably the one big thing. But uh, since being here, you know the support and stuff is is incredible. Really, you know, um, it certainly blows. I suppose super out of the water in terms of uh, numbers to games and travelling support, all that sort of thing. So you really do see how much it means to the people. I mean, um, we got the bus to the Viva there on the weekend, and 
kind of took a bit of a different route, but um, it was nothing, you know, I'd never seen anything like that before, fans lining the streets and things, you know, so you wouldn't really get that in New Zealand at Super Rugby level, I don't think. So, yeah, I think that's uh, probably one big thing that sets them apart, really, you know. Well, mate, I think we're all looking forward to Bill Bow. Uh, get Lanny to uh, just pop me a message, just let me know where you boys are going, um, as and when you win it, and hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, you will. Or, or Geordie Murphy, mate, either or. I mean, yeah. Jim, you're a joke. Just last question, though, from me. Um, Andy Rowe uh, says he was a big-time radio DJ host in, yeah, in New Zealand. Massive. Um, yeah, and, and Jameson, have you ever heard of him? Just quick yes or no answer. Uh, no, I haven't. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, James, and thank you very much for coming on the show, mate, and best of luck for the rest of the comp. Not a problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, buddy. Code. Best of luck for the rest of the comp. <laughs> Comp. What the What's hell is a comp? It's a comp. It's a, it's a, comp, it's a, bloody, it's a bloody comp. Hey, listen, he doesn't. He didn't know who you are. It's a cup. It's you've a Champions t- Cup. <laughs> you've been telling us you got this job saying you're some big time sort of radio host in New Zealand. You know, I you am. Can, we, we can appeal to the masses over there. He's never heard of you. He just knows you as a cat food eating. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, I mean, you've got some ideas on where Leinster should improve. What, really, that? really, Jim, mate, scrum, <laughs> scrum. Yeah, what was wrong with that scrum, mate? Um, they lost a few penalties up there. I thought the Scarlets had the better of them up front. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, yeah. Keane Healy goes down. I mean, obviously the refereeing is slightly different. They've got McGrath coming off the bench. Healy's been classing the loose, but the scrum's been under a little bit of pressure. Yeah. It Interesting. Has. Obviously, Rassing have got a strong scrum as That's well. That's why I'm saying it, Goody. Gomez That's Sar. Why. Who, go on, name, name the front row of Rassing. Um, you've got the guy at hooker, um, and you've got the yeah. loose head prop. Go on, the guy at hooker. Think Andy Rowe. What does Andy Rowe do? Fish. What else does he do? Eat. What does he eat? Cat food. There's the pun. Cat pood. No. A shat. Camel shat. Camel shat. <laughs> Camel shat. Uh, well, we got his opposite number on the phone, mate. He's more important. Oh, have we? We've got, we've got hooker uh, James Tracy on the phone from Leinster. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, lads. Hey, thanks. Mate, good. We had Jameson on the phone, mate. What a boy. Mate, he sounds as much Irish as I do Scottish, but, mate, hell of a boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a good lad. Good stuff. Uh, mate, we were chatting, obviously, about the performance on Saturday. Did Leo the polar bear and my mate Lanny let you out after the game or not? Yeah, yeah. We uh, enjoyed a few beers in fairness. Johnny had us over to his uh, lovely mansion, uh, and then uh, in a few of us went into Crystal's, then yeah, your favourite spot. Of course you went to Crystal's. VIP. Mate, you should have mate, you should have got Lanny to text me. I could have got you in VIP. Um, yeah, I heard you a lot of pull there. Mate, I have. I have, mate. But talk to us. So you He's said you're, you're at the uh, the mansion of Johnny. Is that Johnny Sexton's house? Yeah. How big? Oh, you've never seen the likes of it. Oh, mate. Wine cellar, everything. Wow. Did you go and attack it, or was he was he protecting o- over his vintage wines? Not at all, not at all. In fairness to him, now he was whipping out all the good ones. Oh, happy days, and it fully deserved actually. Obviously, talking about the game, you boys absolutely dominated. Um, and I know it's tough to say for you guys to say, yeah, you know, it was a really good top tip top performance. But did you expect it to be, you know, from an outsider, it came across as quite straightforward, quite easy? No, no. Um, we played Scarlets a, a few times this year and um, she's like, you see what they're doing at the breakdown. Um, like you've Davies, uh, my old mate Ty Byrne, like we've been, we've had a poor lad uh, wearing a blue scrum cap all week, battering the crap out of him just trying to prepare for him. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of te- a lot of teams did that for me, pretending to be me. You and Big Dev have a bit of beef. Oh, yeah, mate. Well, Devin Turner filled him in a few times and Jim forgets mm. that, I think. <laughs> What's his view on it? Uh, I don't think he's ever mentioned your name. No, exactly, mate. <laughs> Nor mate. No, would he, mate. Nor should he. Um, so, in terms of the game, in terms of as a forward pack, everyone's talking about the carrying ability, you know, all you front row boys, and obviously James Ryan, I'm not putting Devon Toner in that, in that, but he has got a lot better in terms of carrying. But w- what are you guys talking about working on? I mean, the only thing that I could see, and we were just chatting about it there, was potentially at scrum time. I know it can be a lottery at times, but 
playing against Racing Metro in Bilbao, which is obviously close to France. They'll be pumped for the game. Do you see areas of improvement? Obviously, naturally, you, you're going to see that, but any big areas of improvement? Uh, I think we're just kind of sticking what we're doing. Um, our mall has been a like, big focus for us. Yeah, as you said, scrum time can definitely improve. Um, we're getting a few penalties against us that obviously we wouldn't like. But I think, like like anyone, you know, rugby's a simple game. We're uh, we're just trying to get over the game line and and be as aggressive and abrasive as we can. And the breakdown as well is, is a massive thing. Not giving teams cheap momentum and uh, with turnovers and stuff like that. And as I said, we were battering the crap out of one of the four young lads all week, just making sure that we were giving no turnovers to the Scarlets. And then looking at talking about second rows, obviously Devon Turner and, and James Ryan. James Ryan has won twenty out of twenty professional rugby games. Uh, he's not lost. What's he like? Is he a good lad? Is he just saying, "Boys, I'm in the team." We're Definitely winning, or what's the crowd? Does he have a mansion? <laughs> the, the big cheese, the big cheese, the self-proclaimed big cheese. Why is he smelly? No, no, he's just. He, I think he loves cheese. I'm actually not sure where uh, he got that nickname, but um, uh, he's, he's ridiculous uh, to see where he's coming in. He would he would have featured a lot more. He got a really bad hamstring injury um, um, last year. Came in for the Ireland tour. Um, you know, everyone's kind of like, you know, I, I just met him uh, over there. Really got to know him. First touch of the game, scored the try, and and just kind of went from there. Really, he's had a, an unbelievable season this year, as, as you've seen, and he just seems to get better and better every week. And so we were talking as well about the uh, the training schedules that obviously Lancaster's brought in. Jameson said that he's the best coach that he's worked with in, in his career, which I wouldn't say that we're surprised with that, but he obviously left England on quite bad terms. Um, how have you found him to work with? I know obviously he works majority with with the backs and you'll be working with uh, the polar bear Leo, but how have you found work, working with Lancaster? Yeah, I think he's been unbelievable for us. I've been lucky enough that um, when, when Joe was in his final few years in Leinster, I came in with him and, and now we have Stuart and Leo, so I've been very lucky. Um, you know, he's quite uh, different in his philosophy to to Joe maybe, but um, I think, we, you know, we, we work quite hard and unstructured and, and a lot of kind of fitness stuff. And Joe, you know, is, is mad on, on his detail and, and working under pressure, but I think, I suppose, a few of them overlap. Like Stuart's big into being calm under pressure as well and throwing us in situations making us tired and good decisions uh, when we're under fatigue um, but yeah no he's been been an absolute revelation and um, he's very much respected and liked and answer and obviously um, yeah, you're talking about good coaches you're coached by Joe Schmidt as well with Ireland um, you made the switch from loose head prop to hooker quite late didn't you um, is it right Joe Schmidt said that you it's probably best because you weren't big enough to play prop yeah, yeah, he, uh, he he pretty much sat me down and uh, was like, you know, do you have any aspirations to uh, to play for Ireland? And I think, you know, any anyone like young rugby players obviously going to answer that question, yeah. And he said, well, listen, you're, you're not going to make it as a prop, so you need to start uh, throwing. And then he knows me, I'm a bit of a grafter, I wouldn't really be good at anything, so uh, it was a lot of, lot of man errors before I was anyway decent. He, uh, he, he actually chucked me in hooker, I think a month after that conversation in an A game. And uh, to say I was chucking pies in was uh, I got the Shepherd's hook at half time against Munster at home in an A game, and uh, I think that was a hard lesson that I, I never wanted to feel like that again. So uh, just put in the hours, and you know I think it's one of the things that you just got to keep practicing, like anything, like kicking. You just got to keep practicing. Mate, blame the wind, mate. Blame the wind. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, blame mate. the wind in the second row. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate. Especially with Turner in there. Um, <laughs> so when you had that conversation with Joe Smith, um, obviously quite a serious chat. Did he have his cats with him or not? Uh, no, 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 I haven't actually seen the cats yet. Uh, Inca, the hamster, Brendan, uh, is, I think that's his call to fame. Exactly. Well, he's saying, yes, yeah, so you could just, so what you're saying is you could just smell the cats. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> 
I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but they'll get dropped. Exactly, exactly. All right, James, thank you so much for joining us on the show uh, and best of best of luck for, for the rest of the comp, mate. Cheers, boys. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. Best of luck for the rest of the comp, mate. <laughs> mate, you are... Mate, oh, mate no. this is the UK, mate. This is UK and Ireland. Is it Britain? Uh, is it UK and Ireland? Or is it yes. Ireland? Yeah, UK and Ireland, mate. We're going out to the world. We're global. Worldwide, wide. Is it Very weird? Important. Is this weird, right? I'm going to buy a Leinster jersey. I, mean, I, I feel like a, I've, you know, sin, there's a few things along the line. It's not weird for you because your allegiance to any one club or country is, is quite flippant. Yeah, well, which I'm happy to say. Yeah. Mate, I'm happy to say I'm a world worldy individual who's who's travelled and prospered. When and, I go to I jumped the, on many bandwagons, it's, it's right, not Marco Polo. It's, it's not to do with obviously. It's like you know, like these superstars and, and movie stars who all have go to like China, don't they? And they're like these rock and roll sensations, mm-hmm. and like the, the streets are packed with people when I go to Dublin like I just get a good vibe off people like good energy a lot of the people know who I am um, and I go there a lot anyway I, I don't know what it is we've but, had fun there haven't we mate we have we've had Decent fun there I, for some reason I, I feel like I want Lencer to do well yeah. was that? maybe it's Leo there maybe no. it's my mate Lanny didn't even know you, did he? I think he did. Well, I gave him some advice I said just keep on keep on doing what you're doing Lanny great advice mm. there interestingly keep- I'm not shocked about what I'm hearing about Lancaster but I'll be I'll be honest with you Everything that I heard about him was he was crap. So if I, I spoke to anyone that had worked with him, they were like, he's crap. Well, I think this is the difference between being, when, when you hear the Leinster boys there talking about the detail that he brings to each individual, the way he tries to upskill that person, not only as a player, but a more random individual. That's his background. So his background is teaching. His yeah. background is academy stuff. That was his background. Then he got shoehorned into being the head coach. And I've got no doubt, uh, compared, we, we know Dino, right? Yeah. Dean Richards has always been a director of rugby from day one. Would you ever let him loose on a on a training field and say uh, and he's given his coaching a coaching session? No. Right. He's a director of rugby. Lanny, as a, a head coach slash manager, director of rugby, whatever it was for England, he's having to do that role, the lead role and all the coaching as well underneath it. With with good coaches underneath him, but some people are more suited to one or the other. Yeah. Um, and Lanny, for me, and everything you hear about him, the research you do, speak to people his actual detail of improving players individually within a collective setup is fantastic. Make him number one and the league guy, and that's not a strength of his. So I think there's a difference, and you've got to respect what he's what he's done. And you know, boys that, that worked with him before he got the England job, a lot of the youngsters spoke very highly of him. And then he got the England job, and he's judged, unfortunately, on the 2015 World Cup and what a shambles that was. And off the back of it, you know, he's obviously gone under the radar, started at Leinster, he's doing this coaching under Leo Cullen, who takes on a lot of the, the top-end stuff that directors rugby do, and it's a completely different role, isn't well, it? Yeah, you see, you're, you're you see having the to sack people, yeah, contracts. How much does Mark McCall do in terms of on, on-field coaching at Saracens? Hardly any, but he's the mastermind behind it yeah, in terms yeah, of, like, yeah. and he is, like, the whole game plan yeah. and stuff, and he's all the other coaches are accountable to Mark. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's not on the field, and but you... And, and this is what I mean, we're talking about directors of rugby, you mentioned Dino, people will probably be surprised in terms of limited coaching that they physically do, because I think it saturates their voice. Yeah. So if Dino's out there every day, effing and blinding, screaming, demanding of what he wants, plus doing the contracts, plus discipline... He's inside eating, eating the bacon sarnies. Of course he is. So back in the days at Leicester, the office where Dino was, and that was half a mile from Oval Park's training ground. And so Dino was never... Dino came down on, I think, a Wednesday morning to announce the team... And then he'd be in the change rooms on a Friday before the team run. That was it. He used to split up a couple of fights as well. Yeah, but you wouldn't, he wouldn't ever be on the training field. No. And, at, and at Newcastle now, when I was there, 
And it's still the same now. He's in the office doing loads of stuff that's unseen, like you said, contracts, renegotiation. Is he doing game plan or not? He gets involved, yes. Yeah. So the coaches, are obviously, he holds coaches' meetings. All the coaches report to him. Yeah. Everything runs through him. But he's not doing anything on the field. And people will listen to this and go, really? I, I didn't expect that, perhaps. But that's a strength of his to have people underneath him. And that's the same with Stuart Lancaster. He He's best in a job that's underneath someone, purely focusing on tracksuit on. I'm on the coaching field every day trying to make players better. I just uh, want to hear about what fights he was breaking up. Well, you filled in Martin Corrie, didn't you? Yeah, I filled in Martin Corrie and Martin Johnson. Um, second one's a lie, 100%. No, I, I, I just remember when we were younger at Leicester and basically fights used to kick off. And that's basically the way that you earn your stripes. No pan intended. Um, Do you remember the best one? Neil Back fighting John Wells. Yeah, I remember. And that's where Dino came out. That's John what Wells is the coach. Neil Back's playing. Well, no. Neil Back's fighting John Wells because Neil Back shooed Dorian West. And Dorian West and John Wells are friends. Yeah. And, and Wellesley had it, bollocked him and then Back has gone mad at him. And then Dino's come li- hod- hobbling out. Well, Wellesley just had him at arm's length playing with his little rug on top of his head. Yeah. Back he was swinging for all life and eventually Wellesley just went, sit down, Neil. Mate, they were the days. Sit, sit down they and go the on. They were the days. Well, basically, in order for me to get my training kit, I had to um, <laughs> have a fight. That's the way that I got it. So I had to have a fight with Ricky Nevitt. With Cliff. We, I worked God with bless Cliff. him. Yeah, yeah, God bless him. Rest in peace, Cliff. Mm. He was the kit man. Hated me. Well, I worked with him for eight weeks. Your academy. He hated yeah. all academy. Yeah, players, he hated all academy. And I weren't allowed my training kit. So I used to get like abused off of the, oh, too big time to wear the Leicester kit. And the minute I had a fight, I had a fight with Ricky Nevitt and Guy Manton Bishop. Guy Massive Buttocks. Yeah. And I had a fight with them. Filled them both in. They were KO'd. <laughs> next thing, next thing, going go to the kit room. No word of a lie. Get a ba- get a bag of kit. You've stash. earned it. Handshake. There you go. Contracts increased from two grand to four grand. And there's some training <laughs> kit. <laughs> Let's go back to the rugby uh, with uh, the rugby championship. Racing 27, 27 months. So it was another one-sided game. It's not the champion. It's not the rugby championship. Oh, what mate. I say, the rugby championship. Yeah, it's the Champions Cup. I mean, again, the Kiwi. Mate, the you are miles away. Anyway, Racing. They have got, and this is the thing, you, you compare the two teams, Racing have got three or four X-Factor players, the likes of Teddy Toma, Vakatawa, Nakarawa. In those three players, they've got complete game-breakers, game-winners um, that can make something happen out of nothing. And yeah, Munster, was it the weather? Was it the fact that the... They were too hot. They were too hot, and the Irish aren't used to a bit of sun, no, are they? Not, mate, no. They were like, factor 50 on, boys. They're all in their eyes. They're fucking blind. We haven't seen the sun in years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, Racing were Teddy Tomart. You know, he did it in the Six Nations. He was phenomenal. Then he went out in Edinburgh. Um, Stay in like stay, say no more. Uh, but he, you know, he's back to his best for uh, Racing. That third try set up. He's pretty much scored it himself. He's given it away. Got under the sticks in the first half and just handed it over to Machino. I would have dropped that. Mach- of course yeah. you would. <laughs> yeah, I, know. Um, I mean, I know you, you're surprised, but I, 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 imagine, I, were, mate, imagine if he dropped it. And well, then, I'll be honest, it, the try was in the in the first half. You wouldn't have been on the field, mate, if, you, if you're well, being honest. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's quite nerve-wracking, eh? Like someone passing you all over the line. It would have been funny had he dropped it. Well, scoreline, he would have lost. But if you, Well, I, I still don't think so. Cause no, you never know, Goody. Why are you saying that? You never know. Well, Munster scored two tries in the last few minutes uh, to make it respectable. But you go back to the group stages, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Teddy Tomei that got, made a break. I think it was cast away and got the ball slapped out as he was about to score. So he clearly hasn't learned his lesson, has he? And then they, they ended up losing to cast. But to do it in the semi-final, he was phenomenal. Just his footwork, his power, his fend as well. Um, Munster weren't at the races. Interesting selection with Zebo on the bench. He, um, he did well when he came on. He played well going to, set up two tries. He's going to Racing next but what, year. Is that why they brought the emotion high? I don't know. I think they got it completely wrong. Yeah, they did get it wrong. Which depends how much training. He did his hit pointer, didn't he, in the quarter? Was it foot he, or ankle as well or something? So he went off last week injured. He was injured in the quarterfinals. So maybe he weren't quite fit good. But he came on and he dominated. I suppose my thing is, 
European semi-final. If you fit for the bench, you fit to start. Yeah. Um, but you know, Racing fully deserved the victory. But they, you know, you've got two teams at different ends of, spe- of the spectrum in terms of Leinster in the final. Leinster are a team very well coached, very well organised, systematic in how they play. They've all understand each other. Racing, and I've commentated on a few of their games this year, are heavily reliant on French. Yeah, they're, they're French. Yeah, heavily reliant on a, a bit of individual brilliance, and they have got a lot of that in their team. It's two complete clashes of of of, of, of teams and, and how they play. Now, and- I, I've got two things right that I think. So Leinster have played both their big games, quarter and the semi, at home at the Aviva, and the weather has been suited to the Irish. Basically, no sun. You, then you had well, to sunny be- on Saturday, but oh, not hot. Mate, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, mate, anything over fifteen degrees, and they're melting. <laughs> so, especially with only two foreigners allowed to play. They're going to Bilbao yeah. in the middle of May. It's going to be red as... It's going to be red hot. That's where they could potentially come unstuck. Like, you're looking for flaws, aren't you? You're looking yeah. to see how it's going to be a competitive yeah. game because Leinster look unbeatable. I'm supporting Leinster. Hopefully, I'll be there and I'll be at the after party and I can do loads of Instagram stories and show you how good my life is. <laughs> and also, get filled in by Devon Turner again on the smash. Also. Mate, you were... I actually only... You know what? Right. The funniest thing happened this uh, last week. You know, people keep asking you, oh, you missed the game. You're missing it. Oh, you must be missing it. I only worked out last week that I actually don't love rugby that much. (laughs) I don't. Mate, I really don't. Like, I watch it because it is part of our job, but I I don't consume it. I'm not there, like, loving it. I love everything around it. I love, like, everything that surrounds rugby. Chopping pints. Basically, chopping pints, top-off, parties. To keep your top on next time. It's not... What I enjoy is I enjoy the values of rugby. So I enjoy the family spirit of it. I enjoy the friend friendship spirit of it. And it sounds a bit softy. It's not meant to be that. But I enjoy the values of rugby. I don't necessarily... That's why I didn't go into coaching. Well, I didn't think I loved the game as much as you need to to coach. And yeah. then now that I've been out of it longer, I'm like that. I was just I was just one of them guys just naturally gifted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, they just played the game, dear, just had a dear. gift, and basically that was it. But yeah, We were chatting about your... Um your values and your morals who's uh, we last night in our house Carolyn's got two of her best mates over uh, staying for a couple of days okay. from, from France uh, so we're all there and I, we were telling them about I was telling them about the mop story from life why would you tell them that they were they were like oh you know what's it like now rugby lads is it you know one of the one of the ladies that's staying over uh, our house her husband used to play a bit of local rugby okay and he had a, a reunion with some of his mates oh, and they lads, still, lads. They was, they're now 45 or something still trying to act like they're 20 mid 20s yeah. And she's like, is it like that with professionals? I was like, well, no, not really. But, you know, I, I said to her, I said, imagine, yeah, where we go out now, out in Mayfair and places like that. Of course, yeah. I said, have you seen any mops in a toilet in Mayfair recently or where, wherever you go? And she's like, that, no, why? I said, well, when we were in our heyday in Leicester, you'd be stood there in life in, Le- in Leicester. Smoking? No, in, in, stood there in life in Leicester. Well, you probably could in the toilets back then as well. No, you could, you could smoke yeah, in, you in could. a nightclub. Not me, but you Not goody. me either, not me either. Um, <laughs> and you just, you know, innocently stood there having a wee, and then mm. along comes Jim with the mop that's Flip. been on the floor, cleaning up all the piss, and then whoosh, in someone's face. Shit bloke. Never mind. Loved everything that around, surrounded the game. I mean, that's God. what I'm saying. Actually, <laughs> Brad Webb texted in saying, uh, how much rugby would Goody and Jim actually watch if it wasn't your job? I say, it's hard, isn't it? Because I haven't retired. Well, how much do you watch for a start? You're not watching all of them because you've got kids and you know misses that hit the roof, but you're at least watching all the highlights. All games? No, premiership. Okay. On a regular Premiership weekend, you're yeah, watching yeah. the highlights. Um, I've got a little thing that, you know, you go to bed... And you know, go into the bathroom and 
It'll take about 40 minutes to just get everything done. And you just sit there looking through stuff then. I miss is like that. What are you doing in the toilet? <laughs> um, but you spent, so you, you know, you spent loves a bit rugby, of time. Loves rugby. But you just got to find these. As a, as a dad, you got to find snippets of time where you can keep up with your talking points because this is our job, Jim, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Man, I wouldn't so, say I wouldn't say that I watch as much as I probably need to at the minute because I rely I, on me. Yeah, <laughs> but I only retired a few months ago. So, like when I do the BT Sport and I do teams that I know. Like I'm watching the game superficially and it's like, well, there's not a lot changed from last year when I played them where I was embedded in it yeah. and basically what? I was running the opposition plays for the majority of the time. <laughs> yeah, watching from... Do you know what I mean? So I, you, I, yeah. you're, talking, you're talking about BT Sport yeah. um, and doing stuff for them and the detail of the content that you get sent in the week from... Um, there's a guy called Tim Gross. Yeah, he's rubbish, mate. Is he? Yeah, I seriously. Thought was, I thought he was unbelievable. Arms. I thought he was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get sent a load of details. So you've got to do research. You've got to know what's going on. Andy Rowe, how much rugby do you watch? Considering you're on the, on the number one podcast, uh, the would, number one. I'd watch. I watch two games a weekend of Super Rugby. Oh, are we number one? That's all we need to know, mate. We one. are. We're number one. All right. Well, we've got time for uh, one more social media question. Small man Peaky has tweeted us saying, "Do you think England should take Brad Shields on the tour to South Africa?" No idea. Ain't seen him play. Seen his highlights. Good player. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a good good, he's a good player. In terms of what? Carrying? Uh, he's a line-out option. Um, yeah, maybe England got enough line-out options. Have we? Well, Courtney Laws is injured. Okay, right. Well, that's and, fine. And he's been playing six for us, yeah, out, yeah. out of position. Yeah. Who's our back row? Well, Marrow, George, depends. Oh, so who's our back row? Yeah, well, Billy's going to be fit, potentially. So Billy at eight. Mate, you're right. Simmons, yeah, hopefully so at seven. option. Mate, you're right. Uh, Don, I'd like to see Don Armand at well, six, but well, he's he's your number one lineup option behind the second rows. Yeah, so it's okay, three, so three, lineup option three test series, isn't it? So hit me with some more Haskell, Curry boys, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Graham up at Newcastle. Yeah, I like him. He's hard. Newcastle look a different team with him. We got hosed by Gloucester. We haven't even spoken about that. Oh mate, talking about England, and we will talk about Brad Shields as well. I just got excited. Jason Woodward. Yeah. What a Kiwi. Outfit. I mean, what an Englishman. Outfit. How good looking is that bloke? <laughs> um, he's tearing it up. He's got to be England's fullback on the summer tour. He's 10 out of 10 as well. He's fit, mate. Would you? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, but Bradshaw, should you pick him? Um, no. Well, we did it with Piers Francis last year. And look what happened. Um, well, he played at Northampton. But I, you've got to, mate, you've got to come in and you've got to earn something. You've got to earn something. You've got to show your teammates. Mate, no. So are you saying by playing Super Rugby and playing for the Hurricanes and playing exceptionally well, that's not good enough to play for England. Uh, yes, I'm saying that. Okay. Yeah, mate, I, I bet he doesn't even know the anthem. I think his parents were born here, then lived in New Zealand for years, and they've just moved back here or something okay. a few years ago. Well, right, his parents are English. Okay, yeah. I, for me, that's a bit different then. Yeah, it is. So you know what I mean? You like, saying pick him now? Yeah, pick, pick him. <laughs> mate, if he's, if he's a line option, pick him. Mate, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, mate, it is. If you're saying his mum and dad are English, yeah. and they've moved over there to get some farming down them, then. Mate, he's English, isn't he? Oh, he's English. There's no question. He's, he's English. English blood. He's full English blood. No, he's born and bred in New Zealand. He talk, well, mate. Dylan Hartley, when he speaks, um, <laughs> you know, as England captain, he speaks with a Kiwi accent. Uh, should we pick him? Oh, yeah, I think we should. Why not? Actually, um, what we haven't talked about is Dylan Hartley missing the tour to South Africa with, with concussion problems. It, yeah, that's a massive blow. Do you think he'll come back into the England squad after this? Well, he said in social media, he put a post out on Instagram that I saw. Um, I think he follows me. I don't follow him, but it just came up in. The Explorer section. You're a fucking dreamer, aren't you, <laughs> I follow him, he doesn't follow me. Um, that it was disappointing. People, the outside people are saying that 
it might be the end of him and he was categorically sure that it wasn't. A concussion's one of these things, eh? You know, when you've got it bad, you've got it and you've got to look after yourself. So he's played a lot of rugby. Um, Northampton have had a poor season. He's had issues with it before. And he has had issues with it before, yeah. And you're in a position and he tackles in a position where he goes low. How low can you go? And he puts himself in that position. Mm. But the rest, if he is going to take England forward to the World Cup as captain, which at the minute it looks like he might might do, um, then he needs to have an extended period away. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Obviously, he's he's got to come back now and he's got to clear his symptoms. Let's forget about should Dylan Hartley be the captain, should he be in the Northampton team. He's got to get himself right away from the field in terms of his symptoms. Now, he, yeah, that's very serious. And, and unless you've had them, uh, unless you're a specialist, we're all just making subjective opinions on it um, you know it can leave, lead to deeper rooted problems as well and yeah. we, we saw as well with Richard McCaw obviously in the lead up to what he went on to do in the middle of his career with the concussion problems that he had he took an extended period away and yeah you've got to look after it properly yeah, yeah and obviously you know you look at Dylan Hartley's issues the, the saddest thing for me over the last sort of 10 days is the Rob Horn issue, yeah, um, yeah, wonderful player. I think it really. I've always enjoyed watching him play for Australia, um, and obviously he's done really well at Northampton in a poor team this year. Man, um, it was such an innocuous challenge. It was, yeah. off the, was it off the first kickoff? Thirteen seconds in, so he's chased the kickoff and gone to make a tackle. From what I hear, he's severed, severed the nerves the nerve. in his arm, and he's got no feeling in his arm at all. And that—that's the brutality of it. And, and you know, we sort of laugh about you not playing very much. And I remember you coming into the podcast last year. And you were absolutely fucked week in, week out, yeah. weren't you? And that's the thing. You know, it, We love the game rugby, but it is brutal and there is a flip side of it. And you just hope that, um, you know, I tweeted about restart rugby. I'm sure they'll get behind him like they did with Ed Jackson yeah. um, and just support him in any which way they can this transition period now. of It's frightening. He was going to that game, East Midlands derby. The captain. The, yeah, I mean, people are going to say he's going to be club captain next year. And then in 13 seconds, bang, your career's done. Yeah. And it's not just your career's over. Right now, from what you read and what you hear, he hasn't got any feeling in his arm, which, you know, for the rest of his life, that is frightening. Actually, a good friend of mine, a second row at Gloucester, Alex Brown, he had a similar injury. Uh, we were playing against Northampton. He tackled Tonga Weir. I mean, he was a devastating tackler, made a big tackle on him, um, severed the nerve, and he carried on playing for 10, 15 minutes after that game retired and now he, he I mean nerve damage is one of these things that takes years to repair as we know we've seen spinal injuries and we've seen other nerve injuries in the past and you know we've had stingers and stuff like that and you lose power you know Alex Brown now has a degree of movement but mm. yeah it was uh, harrowing hearing that actually yeah. because so he, yeah. you know for, for life take, take the rugby aspect out of it so you know we are thinking about him Let's go to the room and mill. Is yeah. there a It's bollocks. It's 7.50 to sale. Oh! This is completely made up. Yeah? Sale have come out and said no, which means it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's made it happen. He's he's not coming to sale. No, he's not. Well, sale are in the reckoning for a number of players, aren't they? So Falau, Paddy Jackson, Olden, rumoured to be going really? there as well. Yeah. But of course, it may, they've got a checkbook, haven't they? And they've got to pay over the odds to get players. And Manchester's an unbelievable night out, so that's how they sell it. And here's the thing. And you actually look at it, and, and people go... Actually, maybe Jackson Alden should rethink Manchester. I don't think they'll be going out for a while. When you look at Sale, now, uh, obviously I'm good mates with Quates, and you know, hear about yeah, the club. Sure, yeah. Steve Diamond is a person, is a, someone as a DOR who's entwined in the club with the board. Uh, Jason Orange's brother is part of that. And people say... Could it be magic now? <laughs> and they're, so, they're sort of saying, um, you know, those guys won't play at a club in England because the sponsors and the values of everything of what they've been through exactly like they've been sacked by the uh, Ulster and um, the IRFU. But um, if there is a club in England that would say, do you know what? We're okay with you know people's... Whatever they've done in the past, you know, we're, we'll improve them as people and players. 
Sale's a good fit and Paddy Jackson, you know, and Stuart Olding could end up there. The talk of Carberry um, or one of the Irish tens at Leinster going to Ulster. Harry Mullander to Exeter. Heard that. Yeah. Man, I, quite, I quite like him. I think he's a good player. Yeah, he's not a 10 or a 12. He's a fullback. No, he's better than Myler. Defensively, he's weak. Um, so, interesting where Myler's going to end up as well. Uh, not well, we t- said with Ealing, didn't we? Yeah, Ealing Trailblazers or something. Did not know they were associated. There hasn't been any news on uh, Haskell's contract extension, but is, is it true the chat around Craig David, him paying Craig David 100k to play <laughs> no. at his wedding? I can't be, wait. Uh, I literally can't uh, wait for the wedding. Absolutely not. Matt, how good is that going to be? Craig David, Craig David, I love it. I'm going to go. I can't wait. I'm so excited for the wedding. The wedding? I thought you said we just do stag do's and. Oh, well, if Craig David's going, I don't want Matt, the wedding I'll invite. Go. Mate, the wife loves Craig David. Yeah, it should be some some gig that. Nothing um, for Haskell. Where is he going? What he he, he did an interview last week uh, with Rugby Pass, um, and he just talked about you know one week he's playing for England, the next week he's you know still trying to find a club. Yeah, his dreams to play in the 2019. I heard I, genuinely someone said. I might have had 10 parts, or I might have been dreaming because I was dreaming about the wedding. Harlequins. Haskell, you're welcome again. You are welcome, James. All right, let's finish things off with the the good, the bad, the ugly. We find out from Andy Good what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there was you know, there wasn't masses of rugby over the weekend. We touched on uh, Gloucester's performance, especially Jason Woodward. I thought they were outstanding to get themselves to the final. Shout out to Cardiff Blues as well. Beating Poe, um, good to see the, the Welsh regions back on the map. Um, Teddy Tomer, seven carries, 70 metres made, eight defender, defenders beaten. Um, yeah, he should have scored a hat-trick inside 21 minutes. Handed it over to Mashnow, as we saw, he was pretty special. When I talk about good things for the Welsh re- regions, a bad thing happened for the Welsh region, but I'm going to leave it in the good, because Zebra beat the Ospreys 37-14 in the pro, no one cares. Um, so another shout-out to the Italians. I want to mention Leinster, obviously how good they were. It was a complete performance. We've we've talked about them and, and we've drooled over their performance. It was outstanding, but they don't get the good this week. I'm going to go to charity. And two things, really. Will Greenwood and Dean Mum trek to the North Pole this week in aid of the Bourne Charity, researching for premature birth, something that's very close to both of them. Um, and I know Will and, and Caro, his missus, are big supporters of that. They, they were supported through their hard times in terms of uh, a premature birth uh, when they lost a child. Um, so he's doing a fabulous thing there. But um, the other one I want to talk about is Will Taylor, uh, an ex-teammate of mine at Wasps, a, a former prop. And when I say a prop, he was a 20 stoner at least. Horrible wow. shape on him he was. Horrendous nick. He's retired. Uh, he, he went to London Welsh for a bit. He's completely retired. He's lost about 10 stone, which is phenomenal. And he's got abs. And I look at him now and I think... wow. If you can do it, I can do it. Oh, anyway, really? he ran the. Uh, he's he's now London Welsh. He's S and C coach. He ran the London Marathon at the weekend uh, for the Matt Hampson Foundation. The hottest London Marathon ever. He even shaved his head on the morning of the uh, marathon because I believe Simon McIntyre, the wasp prop, a good friend of his uh, and a good friend of mine, donated. He said, "If anyone donates another hundred quid, I'll shave my head." Uh, and he did that as well. So he's raised a load of money for Matt Hampson. A massive effort. So this week, the good goes to Will Taylor. Will Greenwood and Dean Mum for raising money and doing amazing challenges for charity. Well done. Yes. The bad. Australian rugby, all four Aussie super rugby sides lost at the weekend. Three of them at home. That was pretty bad. (laughs) Munster, they didn't turn up. Vakatawa rolling around after his tussle with Conor Murray. Rolling around on the floor was pretty embarrassing. Mm. Um, That was pretty bad. Where do we go? We're going to go with Rob Horn. Unfortunately, you know, the injury to Rob um, severing the nerve after 13 seconds of the game against Leicester um, and seeing the impact that that's had on, on the game and him having to retire um, shows how brutal our game is so unfortunately the bad this week goes to the brutality of rugby um, and how life changing it can be and then the ugly 
There's two things really ugly this week. Uh, one of them, from what I hear, it's a, a misunderstanding. Ashley Johnson has been suspended by the RFU for taking a prohibited substance, which was reportedly found in an out-of-competition doping control sample in February. And I think it's a little bit to do with um, fat-burning pills, from what I understand and from what I know about Ashley. And I've taken a few in my time that haven't worked. But I think he's just been pretty unlucky uh, with taking a uh, some sort of tablet to try and help him lose a bit of, of body fat. You know, he's been caught out but for me the ugliest thing this week was by Bulls prop Pierre Schumann um, who's been banned for six weeks for biting Richard Hardwick in the stomach in the game against the Rebels absolutely why would you bite someone in the stomach and I don't even think six weeks is enough so the ugly this week goes to Pierre Schumann obviously pretty hungry on the field he's gone and bitten Richard Hardwick in the stomach and the fact he's only got a six week ban is pretty disappointing for me because there's absolutely no place for that in the game so there's the ugly Thank you very much, Goody. Well, last week we promised to read out a few of your reviews and then pick the best uh, to receive a limited edition rugby pod cap. Uh, so should we just pick one for our favourite? Yes, let's pick it. So our favourite one comes from Betsy1210. I listen to two other rugby podcasts, but this one is by far the best, the pinky and the brain of rugby podcast presenters. Goody's rugby knowledge is only surpassed by his pastry knowledge. Yes, and the big show, Jim Hamilton, is the comic relief. Absolute class stories, week in, week out. Both great lads, but I cannot believe they managed to raise seven children between them, and two of them still get away with so much seshing. If you ever do a live show in Yorkshire, I will be there. So keep it up, lads, as it keeps me going on the commute. Thank you very much for uh, from Betsy1210. Make sure you uh, just fire across your address on social media or email, and we'll send one of those limited edition rugby pod caps out to you. So keep your uh, reviews coming in. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes and check out uh, eventbrite.co.uk for details on all the upcoming live shows two of them in May can't wait rugby pod rugby pod 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 pod